Hello, hello. Can you hear me out there? Yep. Too loud, loud, louder. What do you want? Louder? A little louder? A little louder? All right. All right. Awesome. Welcome to Muni Radio. I am Pam Benjamin. Uh, thank you all so much for coming. We are going to get started. Uh, I'm actually Josh Katsky taking over while Pam is taking a much-deserved break. Only there was a word for someone coming in and stealing leadership duties. Oh, if only there was a word. All right, we're going to get started here. Give it up for Josh Katsky. Can you guys hear me here? Cool. I can still hear Elton, so I'm going to change that up. Oh, Elton, you silly goose. All right, can you hear me now? Things are running very smoothly. Everything's going to go well. This is not going to be a shit show at all. Thank you all so much for coming. Uh, yeah, we're going to do some jokes. This could be four minutes of pop. Uh, if you want comments, just let me know. No one really signed up for comments, so it'll go quick otherwise. What is that noise? You guys hear feedback too, right? Okay. Yo. Yo. Hello. Hello. Woo. Woo. Good. I don't know how Pam makes it look so easy, but she does. Yeah, lots of weed will help. All right, we're going to get started. Thank you all so much for coming. I am so happy to be here. Uh, I needed an excuse to stop watching animal documentaries on Netflix. That's all I've been doing is watching animal documentaries. I saw this great one about addiction studies. These scientists put a rat in a cage with two buttons. Now, pressing one button would dispense cocaine, and pressing the other button would dispense an Oreo cookie. Now, the scientists were trying to figure out which of the two substances is most addicting, but what they actually found is the world's luckiest rat. Uh, saw this other one on how humans use animals for our technological advancements. Uh, like, we learned how to make helicopters by looking at dragonflies. Uh, torpedoes by looking at sharks. Lipstick by looking at dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you like that one, buddy? Uh, <laughs> you really like that one, huh, buddy? Uh, last part of the documentary was about uh, depression in birds. I learned that when birds get really sad, they'll pluck out their feathers. And the ones that get really depressed will go to Chinatown and hang themselves. Uh, I, feel, I feel bad for rats. It must be tough. Like If you ever look at a rat tail, it kind of looks like there's a snake chasing them at all times. That's got to be really tough to live with like your biggest fear chasing you at all times. It'd be if I was like, ah, commitment. And that's my one pandering joke for the day. Ah, men are gross. Um, I just got back from uh, Portland. Portland is a really weird city, you know? Thousands and thousands of BLM posters. They only have like two BLs. Feels like going to the middle of the Sahara Desert and seeing a billboard. Save the whales! I don't disagree, but like, here? What else are we doing? Um, 
I used to get uh, bullied a lot, but it's okay. It's completely fine because I was only bullied for things that don't apply to me anymore. Uh, like, I was bullied for being a short, chubby, annoying, attention whore Jew, uh, you know, but I got taller, so it's fun. I don't get, well, I still kind of get bullied, but it's all accidental bullying. Um, like, I have a girlfriend now, and I swear I've never been kneading the balls so much in my life. Like, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure it's accidental, but it kind of feels like middle school again, where they're like, it was an accident. It was an accident. Uh, punching myself on stage. We're going to work on that one. Uh, I, I hope my girlfriend doesn't break up with me. Um, I ask her every day. I'm like, do you want to break up with me? And she's like, Josh, breaking up with you is the last thing I want. So it's on her list. She just has some chores to do first. All right, a couple more, and then I'll get out of here. Uh, doo -doo -doo. Uh, I'm getting sick of these targeted ads, you know, like how your phone's kind of always listening to you. Like if you've ever had it, you're like, I'm hungry, and then like Uber Eats pops up on your phone. It's getting really annoying. Stop sending me ads for Panda Express. That's not why I'm searching hot, nasty Asian. Uh, I got this really weird targeted ad a couple of weeks ago. It was for the Pocket Puppy. Which, if you don't know, and I don't know why you would, it is a plush toy with a pocket pussy sewn inside for your dog to hump. Yeah. You know, back in my day, animals just had to use their imagination. But these guys, they're again lucky. I, I, I looked through the website a little bit. Um, uh, nothing really interested me too much. Although I did see the Panda Express there, which is a weird one. Um, all right, we're going to try and make more panda porn jokes. Um, and you might be asking yourself, like, Josh, why would you get a targeted advertisement for something that is so clearly meant for furries? And that's a great question. But my time is up, so thank you all so much for your time. All right, uh, so Kel, I think, Wally, you might be the first one who's actually here. All right, so... Coming up to the stage, uh, make sure you take notes because we're going to be giving comments at the end here. Give it up for Wally Hippolito. Tall boy. That's a tall boy. Shit, he's a lot taller than I am. <laughs> I'm like 5'5". Five 5'9 five. Five is tall to me, you know? Sub Mutiny Radio, how y'all doing tonight? Y'all good? You good? your first time up here congratulations welcome to the shit man this is is gonna get pretty bad so buckle up uh okay let's read some stuff uh my parents were a culty multicultural couple yeah uh my mom was a drug dealer my dad was a crackhead yeah it was amazing it was a real nicholas sparks story you know i, I loved it i love you know um she always she would always kick him out because he would always try to steal our shit and sell it back to her and uh, he, w the thing is, he wouldn't even be slick about it either. Like, he, all he would do was put a label that said new chair and try to sell it back. It was fucking ridiculous, you know? Hey, Lauren, how you doing? You know, uh, we went to the Philippines one time, and I thought it was for vacation. Uh, th this motherfucker tried to sell me for cheaper crack. It was fucked up, man. It really was. But, you know, luckily I didn't know how to wipe my own ass because that's the only reason the drug dealer didn't take me that day. And it's, uh, I mean, it kind of hurts my ego a little bit, you know, because, uh, you know, I wasn't even worth half a rock of crack. 
Jesus Christ, man. You know, I didn't know how to wipe my own ass, but, like, I could clean floors and shit, you know? I'm not completely useless. Oh, uh, anybody into government over here? All right, cool. I didn't, that's a rhetorical question. Uh, you know, like, the last six years of presidency has been... It's been a wild ride, am I right, guys? It's been amazing, honestly. Like, I... I like to compare presidencies to airlines. Yeah, like uh, like Obama with Soul Plane, obviously. Uh, American Airlines, you know, that, I mean, uh, Trump was American Airlines, you know, it wasn't a great time for everybody, but like, it was a fun ride. Like right now, we're, it, we're flying Frontier, everybody. With, we're flying Frontier with no co-pilots right now. It's a fucking shit show over here, guys. Like, the last time we saw Kamala Harris, uh, we were all still making sourdough bread. And Nancy Pelosi's filibusters were still a mystery to us all. That's a tit joke. Um, you know, when Biden got elected, I felt like America was on a Michael Jordan comeback. And I, I wasn't wrong, except it was like Washington Wizards Michael Jordan instead. Thank you. Like, Biden's biggest contribution so far has been uh, letting people know that you actually can forget how to ride a bike. Uh, any weed smokers? Yeah, hell yeah. I love, I love smoking weed. I don't like buying it. There's just, like, too much variety these days. Am I right, guys? Like, I, Lauren, you, you, can, you can back me up on this. Like, we grew up on the weed that... It was either, we grew up on two types of weed. Either It was either shitty weed or the weed that makes you think you're going too fast in a parked car. Like, now weed is a video game power-up, and it's crazy. Like, you can buy specific strains for specific to do things. Like, you could buy it for mood boosting. You can buy it for uh, an increased appetite. Find me a strain that'll turn me into a fucking Avenger, okay? Because gas is too fucking pricey right now, and I'm... I don't know. I, I'm not going to finish that one. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm realizing right now, I'm realizing that uh, not everybody should be smoking weed. Like, uh, I was smoking with a white friend one time, and he looks at me and he says, bruh, I think I could be black. I'm like, excuse me? And he looks at me, looks me straight in the eyes, gives me, give me a week, and I'll have it down. And he left it at that. Now he goes by the name of Sean King. That's a, that's a deep, that's a black joke. Thank you, Devontre, fuck. Thank you for coming in during the black joke. I appreciate it. Uh, I'll end on this. Um, fuck, sorry. Uh, oh, I work in tech, uh, which for SF natives is like the hard ER for job careers. Yeah, I don't like my line of work because uh, people would call me like a narc or a sellout or a gentrifier. Uh, so I stopped visiting my friends in Antioch. Yeah, people tell me I aided, I aided in the breakup of their families. But it's like, you're, you're 27 with four baby mamas and six kids. Gentrification didn't break y'all out, break y'all up. It was a weak pullout game, guys. It was terrible. Uh, and, you know, that's my time, guys. I'm Molly Hippolito. Keep it going for Wally. Alright, um, so we're gonna do comments. Um Are there mics? Can you can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Are there any uh, other mics? I think there's one other mic to the side there. You wanna put it out? Alright. 
we'll figure out which one that is in a second. Um, we'll call it the awesome set. Um, I don't know. You may be able to add in a joke like, you know, run a country is like riding a bike and then throwing a Biden thing. Like, ah, shit, we forgot. Um, yeah, other comments? Uh, try it out and then we'll see what mic works. Uh, I like that I could be black in a week joke. You already know that though. I think like the Sean King thing, you gotta know who Sean King is and that might fuck you up. And the same with the Antioch joke, like you have to know where Antioch is and what, cause I don't know shit about Antioch so I didn't get that, but I feel like you might got some potential with it. You just, you have to be the right crowd. Uh, I think you sort of did the equivalent of mixed metaphors with your airplane joke. Because I think you compared Obama to Soul Plane, and then you went to American Airlines. So it's like a movie to a real airline. Uh, did I catch that right? So I feel like if you stuck with like snakes on a plane or some, you know, if you stayed in like the airplane like movie trope, or you stick stuck with real airlines. Do you know? What I'm, does that make sense? So. Anyone? Anyone? What? I, I don't think anyone else has comments. Thank you. Give it up one more time for Wally Polito. Woo! All right, coming up next, give it up for Rohit Sharma. Woo! What's up, Mutiny Radio? This is my first time doing anything like this, so. Um, my parents are from uh, India, which is why I am uh, brown. And uh, I was actually raised in Mississippi, so all the way in the south. And uh, I think people in the south, when they see me and they see the color of my skin, they uh, you know, ex have certain expectations uh, they expect me, I think, to sound a certain way, maybe a, you know, a certain accent, if you will, uh, that we've all heard before. <clears throat> this is what people in the South expect me to sound like when they see me. And uh, before I do this, you should know that this is still incredibly racist to do this accent, unless you are from India. And even if it is your natural accent, you should, uh, you should switch to a different one. This is what people in the South expect me to sound like. <clears throat> Hey, y'all, I'm from the South. <laughs> a lot of times people used to ask me, where are you from? Uh, and I would tell them, like, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, immediately they would follow it up with, where are you really from? Uh, that's how I quickly learned that I am way too suspicious to uh, ever work in the CIA. So uh, that dream is gone. Uh, Indian parents love arranged marriage. It's still very much a big uh, part of the culture. Uh, I found my wife on my own, though, so uh, my parents kind of missed out on that opportunity. Um, and I tried to make it up to them, which they did not appreciate. Uh, I suggested to them, hey, since uh, you didn't get to do the you know, whole arranged marriage thing, maybe you can hook me up with uh, an arranged affair not part of the culture 
I learned. Um, you're expected to do that work yourself. Uh, I'm not surprised because um, they only ever did buy me just uh, the first iPhone, so it, it makes sense. <clears throat> uh, my wife is white. She's uh, she's one of the good ones though, and uh, we had we had two weddings because uh, you know twice the free shit. Uh, we had one non-religious wedding and one Hindu wedding, and at the Hindu wedding there were quite a few white women wearing uh, saris. Which, if you don't know what a sari is, it's a uh, traditional dress that Indian women wear, and uh, it was it was awesome. Everyone was into it. My family loved the participation. You know, it wasn't cultural appropriation. Or anything, but I think even if it were cultural appropriation, I think the sari was meant to be culturally appropriated because that's probably why it's named after uh, an apology. Uh, I'm 32 and uh, I don't have kids, and I also never got the sex talk from my parents. And on top of that, they sent me to uh, private Christian schools in the South my whole life, so I don't know how my fucking body works. Um, but they're asking me uh, for grandkids, um, and I don't know how to give that to them. So moral of the story is, if you want your son to give you grandkids, talk to him about his PP. Thank you. That's all I got. Okay, now you can hear me. No? Okay, can you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. Music, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys can hear me at this level? Seriously? This is like all the way up. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. I'm gonna take, how about now? Is that better? Uh, the fuck? All right, here. No, 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 no. Here, here. Yeah, do you want comments? Okay, yeah, we can do comments. Um, yeah, who has comments? <laughs> Pam makes this look so easy. Sorry, I don't want to waste your time. Hold on. Um, I was going to say, um, I like the fact that you didn't do an Indian accent. That made me happy. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, think, I think you always want to be tighter. And I think that there's some way, and like, I, like you, I know what you were like trying to do in terms of like creating the anticipation that the Indian accent was coming. But here, like, here's what they expect. Listen, I know no one should say it, and right. But there's probably a way to do it with the like with words that will like create that same anticipation with like much less time. So that's that's like one piece of feedback that I would I, I, I think about. I just want to say great job for your first time. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, very good. Uh, I thought you had some really solid jokes in there with good punchlines. My only comment would be uh, I noticed that I think with your body language, you could be giving, like, connecting more with the audience, which I realize is tiny, but like, I noticed a lot of like eye averting up. And so just, it's just helps to like connect if you can like kind of make that. Ocular connection. I don't know what the term would be for that. Yeah. Yeah. A great job for the first time. Really good. And um, 
I like the idea at the end when you're talking, you had whole realms of where you can go next on what you learned or what you want to learn or what you imagine that happens with in order to uh, have babies or give grandchildren to your parents. Parent, yeah. Yeah, what you what you think it ha what you do and what really happens. Yeah, what you found out. This to what to. All right, keep it going for Rohit. All right, can you guys hear me at all now or no? All right, I don't know what to do then. <laughs> all right, huh? Yeah, I don't know. There's only the certain amount of controls I have back here. I don't know why it's not working. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's the levels. This one's all the way up. I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right. Coming up, whether you can hear me or not, coming up to the stage, give it up for Lillian Sam. Is the mic on? Oh, it's not on? Dude, they're up. Try again. Hello? 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 There you go. Okay. I think we're good. Yeah. I don't want to get monkey pox, so, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, I get really nervous around, like, hot people. You know, I, I like blackout. This is, this is a thing since high school. When I was in high school, there was this really hot girl, and she was talking to me, and all I could think of saying is, oh, like, that's cool. And then she was like, oh, that's not cool. And I'm like, wait a minute, what did she say? Apparently, she had to put her dog to sleep. And I said, oh, that's cool. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I, I'm the token Asian person in my friend group. All my friends are white. Um, I didn't mean to be racist, but it just happened that way, you know? All right. Um, no, I don't mind being the, the token Asian friend because I still get to do white people shit. Like, the other day, I went boating in Malibu. That's, like, the whitest shit anyone can ever think of. Um, and then I came home, and my dad was, like, my dad was watching my dog. Um, so he was, like, asking me, oh, like, what'd you catch? And I was, like, I didn't, I didn't catch anything. He was, like, really? In this economy? Um, and I was, like, yeah. Um... And then he made me work at his restaurant and didn't pay me. And he was like, that's how the boat felt. Stop doing white people shit. I'm like, okay, thank you for that life tip. Um, but I, I used to work at my parents' restaurant and it's really embarrassing because I don't speak Vietnamese and everyone there just expects you to know. So I have like high anxiety when someone's ordering and I'm like, can you just tell me the number that you want? <laughs> it's just, yeah, I, I don't know how to tell the kitchen that. Anyways, um, the, the lottery was like a billion dollars last week. Do you guys know that? Yeah. I only know that because I'm the only person I know that buys lottery tickets. Everyone my age like spends their money on like days out or like nights out or like day trips. Um, I'm over here investing in my future. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a boyfriend. Um, he's all right. We've been, <laughs> we've been together for two years. Um, and he does jujitsu. I feel like a lot of women get really excited when I tell them 
that he does jujitsu because they're like, oh, he can protect you. And I'm like, should I be starting more bar fights right now? Like, my boyfriend can kick your ass just for no reason. I don't know. See how he holds up. Um, no, I don't have an issue with jujitsu. I just wish he'd stop practicing on me. Just, I have no idea if he's going in for a hug or if I need to stab him. Um, thank you. Uh, Amazon Prime Day was like a month ago. Um, and he has a lot of testosterone and he insists on opening all Amazon boxes by punching them open. And I'm like, my glasses, I don't know. Like, it's just... Anyways, I'm done. Thank you. Lily and Sam, everybody. Uh, all right, Charlie, uh, Lauren's good go, and then you. That worked for you? Cool. All right. Give it up for your next act, Lauren Kraut. I did not expect that. Thank you. Hello. All right. Um, I'm a boomer. Yay, Boomer. And I want to make a, bum a bumper sticker that says Baby Boomer on board and it has a picture of a little old lady drooling in her soup. And I'd be happy to pose for that. My Boomers get a bad rap because they say, they, they just think that we're awful and we're not. Not all of us are awful, all right? Maybe somebody like Mitch McConnell is awful and he can rot in hell for all the shit that he said. But the rest of us are just trying to make a go of it, get a, get a by, not get shot at Safeway and make it through a day and misunderstand another pop culture reference. All right, there's more to that. Wait a minute. Uh, boomer, boomer, boomer. Oh, yeah. Um, most of us are, like, are invisible to people because of the gray hair. It renders you invisible. Did you know that? And I'm guilty of that too, because I sometimes I see an old person and I um, I look right past them if I don't know them. But uh, it's also sagging flesh that tells you it's like it's screaming, it's a siren, an alarm going off. Look away, run away. But this is your future, you whippersnappers. So all right, we're working on that one. That's when you think when you get to be my age, you wouldn't be so subconscious and awkward around people. Hi, how you doing? Okay. I know I'm ridiculous. The other day I, I had a conversation with a guy. I just met him and we had a nice little chat. And then when we were leaving, I said, nice seeing you again. And it's like, did I fall on my head between hello and goodbye? What's that about? And now how else I'm ridiculous? I have no fashion sense. It stopped when I was in high school. Jeans, sneakers, and low self-worth. It's not my fault I don't know how to get dressed. My mother didn't have any fashion sense either. Her only advice to me was, the pretty young bird can wear colors, but the plain fat bird should only wear black. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my mother did drugs. <laughs> but one thing I am good at, ooh, ooh. Dog wanting to do some stage time. Thank you, Hillary. One thing I really am good at, and that's being an anorexic. I can do that really well. And uh, so if you've got any food that needs to be ignored, I'm your girl. <laughs> you hear of anybody pimping themselves out for being an anorexic? Well, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Lauren, and I'd be happy to help you lose those 10 extra pounds. All right, whatever. That one's not, we're working on that one. 
uh, you don't set out to ruin your ruin a day. That just happens bit by bit. You take one too many naps, smoke one too many joints, pee in the sink, and the day is fucked. And you might as well as not go to that open mic because nobody wants to hear an old giraffe telling jokes. Yeah. Thank you. All right, the other thing I'm working on is um, sound. You ever get hear sound in the middle of the night and it kind of wakes you up and you know what you go, what was that? What did I just hear? Anybody? Yeah? Yeah? What sound did you hear in the night recently? Anything that scared you? You snored? <laughs> that scared dad woke you up? Yeah. One guy said in the audience, uh, last time I asked that question, he said that he heard a, uh, like a door creaking, and it was, uh, he was up for an hour afterwards. And I don't blame him. I would have been up for an, uh, all day and waiting for the guy to come in. Because you just lay there, and you think the worst. There's no joke about that. I'm still working on it. But we're gonna, all right, thanks very much. What about the Lauren crowd, everybody? Uh, Hey, can someone actually do me a favor real quick? Just like knock on that secondary mic right there. I just want to see which one that is and see if we can stop that. Yeah. All right. Okay, better? It's off? All right, good. Good. Cool. All right, coming up next, give it up for Charlie Moore. What's up, y'all? Hello, hello. Uh, a little thing about me, I played Division Three basketball. Oh shit, what is this sound? Y'all can hear me anyways. I played Division Three basketball. Yeah? All right, it works. Uh, I played Division Three basketball. For those of you who don't know what that is, there's three levels to college basketball. Division One, which is the top. Division Two, which is the middle. And then there's Division Three, which is what I play. You can tell whether a basketball team is Division One, Two, or Three by seeing whether one, two, or three of the players on the court are white. Yeah. It's pretty easy. And honestly, D3 basketball, it's a fucking joke. Like, I spend more time shooting balls in the red solo cups than I do in actual hoops. It's a complete joke. And the thing that always bothers me is when I'm playing beer pong, girls always ex expect me to be good at it. Just because I play basketball, they think I'm going to be good at, like, shooting the pong ball into the cup. And it's not untrue, but it adds, like, a level of pressure that wouldn't otherwise be there. It's like having sex as a black man. I mean, fuck, Division Three basketball is such a joke. Our slogan, and this is true, is literally, win or lose, we booze. It's a joke. Like, Division One, it's sponsored by Nike. Division Two is sponsored by Adidas, and Division Three is sponsored by our parents. Which, honestly, in retrospect, is kind of cool, because new ankle brace makes for a great Venmo caption when requesting your parents for weed money. It's awesome. Like, my dad, he loves my games. He loves my basketball way more than I do. I don't give a shit. And my dad, he watches every game. And after the game, he calls me up, and he's like, Charlie, tough loss out there. I saw you hurt your ankle. Do you want me to order you an ankle brace? And I'm like, yeah, that'd probably help. Um, an ankle brace would be good. And he's like, great, I'll order it now. And I'm like, ah, can you send me the money for that instead? Yeah. By the end of the season, my Venmo history looked like an anxious mom's when her son wants to pick up skateboarding. Just like ankle brace, knee pads, shin guards, all of those things. Eventually, though, it was an issue because my dad became suspicious because anytime he ordered me an item for the court, I was never wearing it. 
So then I just started asking for creams. Yeah, fuck that joke. Yeah, yeah I knew that wouldn't. Uh, yeah. Um, it is kind of cool. Oh, wait, yeah. It is kind of cool to play, though, just because from the eye test alone, my team, like, I'm one of the average height people, so my team's pretty, pretty tall. And we always go to stores, and people think we're, like, an NBA team or, like, a, college, a like legit basketball team. Like, one person went over, asked us if we were Duke. And then we said to them, why the fuck would Duke be eating at Taco Bell before a game? Didn't work. What do I want to say? Um, I took a trip to the South pretty recently. That, that was cool. People told me the South was going to be a racist place. I found that not to be the case. I found Southern hospitality to be a very real thing. People were so kind that they'd go out of their way to offer me directions without me even having to ask. Like one guy came up to me and he goes, hey son, looks like you're in the wrong town. That was so nice. To be honest, I think the South is the least racist part of the US. Because in the North, we stand and salute a flag that represents 400 years of systemic racism and oppression. In the South, they stand and salute a flag that represents the country that rose up to defeat that racist system. It's pretty cool, right? <laughs> Got the black approval, fuck yeah. <laughs> like honestly, I was at the bar later and this guy, he comes up to me and he goes, hey son, I, don't, I just wanna let you know, I don't see you as black, I see you as a human being. Because I like to focus on the better half of people. <laughs> it was pretty nice of him. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. Keep it going for Charlie Moore. All right, next up, keep it going for Newman Shake. So tired. It's been a long day. Are you, have you ever been to India? Yeah, okay, cool. That's nice. There's a lot of fertility ads there. Have you noticed that? Uh, yeah, I went there like a week ago. Dude, there's, there's a lot. And it's weird because there's enough people in India, you know? Like they don't need any more. Okay, that's just an observation. <laughs> that's fine. I don't know. Um, I'm in college right now. I switched my major like six times. And um, there was a point where I just gave up and I was like, you know what, I'm going to be a stereotype and do computer science. And my dad, he, w he was really inspirational. He's like, you can't be a stereotype because you're too stupid to do computer. <laughs> you know, like that's like way to go. Um, here's a weird thought I had. Um, the only type of incest... I'd be okay with is if the property brothers hooked up. You know, because yeah, it's not—it's not even a sexual thing. Just like the symmetry. O okay, that's fine. <laughs> I, I had food poisoning while I wrote that joke, so you could tell. Um, yeah, I like HGTV. It's cool. I like HGTV because that's the only network that's explicitly saying "fuck poor people." You know, like. You guys watch that show, Fixer Upper? No, it, it's it's a weird show, man. It's a show where someone has a leaky... Shut the fuck up, Devontre. I hate you. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Yeah, Fixer Upper is a weird show. It's a show where someone has a leaky faucet, and their solution is to destroy their entire home and uh, build a new one. 
and I'm so poor, man. Like I, I haven't bought shoes in like eight years. Okay. I think uh, I think if um I think VHGTV wants to be more relatable, they need to make a spinoff of House Hunters and just call it Risky Rentals. There's a bunch of like twenty somethings and got that closet that stuffed Harry Potter in and being like, you know what, the dream's alive, in a way. What else do I want to talk about? Um, I want to do more drugs. I really do. Yeah, it's time. I think. Thank you. I like the support. Yeah. I. I know. Right now, I have a rule where it's like I'm only doing drugs that I can be seen doing casually. You know. Like I like you can smoke weed casually, you can drink casually, you can't do crack casually, you know, that's not Okay. You can't do heroin as a hobby. That's not what people do. Oh, I think that's it. Alright, goodbye guys. Oh my goodness, giving time back to the room. What a guy. <laughs> Alright. Uh Ian's not here, is he? Oh, you're here? Oh, hello. All right, then give it up for your next act, Ian Langlands. Hello, everybody. What's going on? What's up with this mic? What's up with it? Fix it. No, okay. Um, I didn't get, I didn't, I didn't get, uh, no, no, no. I went to, uh, I went to an art high school. Went to an art high school. It's a very cool, unique experience for sure. But the thing about going to an art high school is they do everything a little bit incorrectly there. Like for example, I, I didn't get taught sex ed until I was a senior in high school, which is incorrect. That's not how you're supposed to do it. I learned how to sculpt a vagina before understanding what it did. That's not the right order of how you learn things. Because I don't know if you guys know the stereotypes about art kids, but they have a lot of sex. <laughs> they have a lot of sex. And you got to teach these kids... Very important thing, like STDs. That's, that's a thing you learn. You got to teach these kids. The thing about our kids is like they, they never own up to their problems also. It's like this one kid came into the class. He's like, actually, the bumps on my dick aren't herpes. Uh, it's an experimental art piece I'm performing in. I do have to make a phone call really quick. <laughs> See you later. But it was cool, you know, I was in the class, it was fun because I was in the class with all my friends. I was in the class with all my friends, which is cool. You know, you get to, you know, go through all that stuff. But the interesting was part was that they had all had sex at the time because they were in very, like, attractive departments. The way my school worked is you were in, like, an art discipline department. So they were in cool stuff like guitar or, like, visual art, like shit that gets you laid. And then I was in theater tech. So I was a virgin is what that means. No one's, no one's ever been like watching a musical and they're like, wow, I want to fuck the guy that painted that tree. Where's he at? What's his number? But it was cool. I mean, it was a cool class. It was still cool. So that, that was the thing. I was in the class with all my friends. They had all that sex and I was a virgin. So we'd be learning all this sexual stuff and it was funny to them. Like it was funny because it was something they already knew. So I'd be like laughing and joking with them. But meanwhile, I was just taking notes in the corner because I didn't know anything. I was like, oh, the stork doesn't deliver the baby. Good to know. But I was always behind with that sexual stuff. I was always behind, like even like in middle school. I don't know why, but the politics of middle school is like you don't want to be the one kid that doesn't know sexual terms. Are we familiar with that? We, have we all gone through that? I don't know why that's the, and so like I would th I would not know what things meant, but I would pretend like I knew because I didn't want to be called like a loser. So like I used to think that getting your dick sucked and blowjobs are two completely different sensations. 
But I'd be walking around like I knew it'd be, be like fucking blowjobs aren't that good. I've been blowing on my dick for years, and it doesn't feel good at all. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, I watched that uh, about a year ago. I watched that um, Beatles documentary. Did you guys watch that Beatles documentary? It's a good. It's a good. I'm not too into the Beatles, but it was cool to see that. It's very cool to see these like musical geniuses like sit down and craft all these iconic songs. But it was there was one thing I noticed that was very consistent with every episode. Every episode was the same thing. It was always John, Paul, and George working together, talking it out with each other. And while they were doing this, Ringo was just in the background. <laughs> He was basically just like a set piece, you know? I was like, why isn't he like more active in like the collaborative process? And I have a theory. My theory is, I think when the Beatles took time off and they went to India and they dropped a bunch of acid, three of them came out of that musical geniuses and one of them became retarded. Now, can you guess which one it is? You guessed it's the one with the fucking retarded name. Yeah, it's fucking Ringo. And I know what you're saying. You're like, whoa, 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 Ian. You can't be saying that word. Now, I, I don't show it. You can't tell by looking at me, but I, too, am a drummer, so I could say what I want. All right, that's all I got. Thank you. Ian Langlands, everybody. Did that, did the sound get any better at all during that or no? All right, good to know. All right. Uh, thanks for bearing with me, everyone. All right, keep it going for your next performer. Hi, Lo. Hi, everyone. Is this working? Hello? Hello? Okay. Hi. Um, I just got back from Montreal. I was at the Just for Last Festival, and it was fucking awesome. I would definitely recommend. I was not performing, obviously, but um, definitely recommend it. It's, it's lived up to the hype. It was amazing. There were, like, literally comedians, like, crawling all over the place, like, famous ones. I was a little bit starstruck. Um, but that was definitely not my favorite part about my trip. My favorite part about the trip was that I got laid and I was having, thank you, I was having a pretty serious dry spell, like three years. Um, so yeah, so it, it's, I mean, there was like a pandemic, so that's a little bit of an excuse, but, uh, it ended up that I, it wouldn't, I'll be honest. I have this thing where I can only seem to get laid in like foreign cities and like different cities because I think it has to do with, um, not wanting to like have somebody in my personal space like i don't want to bring a guy home to my apartment uh because i am like i don't want him like looking in my my medicine cabinet and like you know it just feels too intimate i mean yes i'll shove your dick in my mouth but i definitely don't want you to see what's in my nightstand table you know um but the thing about it was like, so I had this whole plan. I was like, you know, nowadays when you want to hook up, it's there's basically a menu. You can just go on Tinder and p have all your settings and pick pick what you want, right? And so I was talking to a couple different guys, and then it ended up that you know I'm kind of in this mindset of like, okay, I'm I'm the woman, so I'm like, and you're the native from Montreal, so I'll tell you where I'm gonna be, what time I'm done seeing shows, and then you pick a spot for us to meet up. And I text him when I get out of the last show that I was in. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, where, where should I meet you? And he <laughs> took too long to reply, a whole two minutes. And I was like, well, fuck this guy. I'm going to go to this other comedy show. <laughs> so I go to this other comedy show. And at this point, I have had many, many drinks. Um, and the guy who's taking uh, tickets at the door starts hitting on me. So it ended up that... Uh, 
I, yeah, I ended up hooking up with somebody that I normally wouldn't because, first of all, he definitely was not age appropriate. I mean, his name was Zach, and there is there are no Gen Xers named Zach. Like, that's not, that doesn't happen. Um, so his name was Zach, and his pickup line was, do you want to go smoke? So I was like, sure. So, um, <laughs> so, so, you know, we smoked some weed, and it's all fine. And I'm like, oh, of course, you're coming back to my Airbnb because you still live with your parents. Um, and it ended up that, you know, it's very strange, like, just, first of all, like, the generational difference and also culturally, like, Montreal, if you've never been, is very much a foreign city because they speak French there. It's their their um, main language. Uh, but the one thing about it was, like, you know, he was still definitely a dude. Like, uh, and I find dudes to be somewhat interesting because they're very forward and, like, they have no qualms about just saying what they want from you right like they like for me I'm like oh like the way to make more orgasm you, I have to be with you for six months and like the stars have to be aligned and you have to be like standing on one foot and like it's very complicated whereas like a guy is just like you know will you put your finger up my ass and I'm like no but I will say he was very polite about it and I can't tell if that was because he was Canadian or if he was a Gen X or Gen Z and Gen Z's are like real into consent so I appreciate that that was very nice but the thing about it was the worst part was that he wanted me to call him daddy, which even in, like, I'm knocking on the door of, like, 50, and the fact that he um, is a full score younger than me, that's for all of you Gettysburg fans, um, he, I'm like, I'm not going to call you daddy. I haven't used that term in, like, since I was, like, five years old. Um, but the thing about it is because I am as old as I am, there's this thing called wisdom, and you just learn at a certain point that it's sometimes it's just easier to give in to a petulant child before they start throwing a temper tantrum. So yeah, I called him daddy. Going. Love a good Gettysburg Address sex joke. All right, uh, we're gonna keep it rolling here with the one, the only, Jared Sinna. Hi guys, my name is Zach. Uh, I just came back from Montreal. Uh, open mic is awkward. Uh, how you guys doing, Mutiny? All right. <laughs> um, so moving to San Francisco has made me more progressive. Uh, I l these protests have kept me making me aware of things, uh, particularly the struggle between. Uh, uh, small businesses and corporations. Um, corporations, they just make everything so convenient. Uh, they ju it's just hard for small businesses to keep up. So I've been trying to do my part by buying my porn instead of watching it on Pornhub. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That way, like, I, there's like way less, that way, like, I feel so much better about myself I feel no, sh the, the shame factor in watching porn just goes away. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, like, it's really hard for sex workers out there. Like, like, it's really easy to pirate everybody's stuff for free, especially with uh, Pornhub around. Uh, can you imagine what it's like for, like, a digital sex worker uh, 
to like give out all their content for free like if that were to happen like how is any of your guys' moms going to be able to put food on the table now i forgot my jokes <laughs> okay um I'm struggling up here. <laughs> We're not going to do that right now. Yeah, no, I don't. Okay. Uh, no, we're not doing child jokes. Not today. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. All right, hold on, man. Let me find my... God damn it, dude. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on. I got jokes. I got jokes. And all right, I got. Uh, I like San Francisco. This is the place where I lost my virginity, actually. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was 23 when I lost it, which is the age I am now. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that could have been 43. Um, anyways, um, it's I, I didn't do it. I didn't lose it late because I was scared to get an STD or because I had no bitches. Um, I did. Um, I lost it late because I was uh, really, really scared of the idea of showing someone w what my disgusting, out-of-shape body looks like. No one needs to know how big these nipples are. No one, all right? I'd rather be known as a virgin than be known as the guy whose nipples covers his entire chest. You know? Luckily, the woman I did it with, she didn't really judge me that much. She, was, she just sat me down. She was like, baby, I don't care how big your nipples are. As long as I get the $100 you promised to Venmo me. <laughs> I will fuck you even if you had no nipples. Now bend over! I ended up paying her 200. All right. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. Keep it going for Jaron Senna. Devontre going for the throat. I love it. All right. We are going to keep it rolling here with Felipe Campos. Is Felipe here? There we go. Woo! What's up, everybody? My name is Felipe. This is a, it's a nice gym out here. I don't see any weights, but just. Oh, what's up, puppy? Is that the salami on the floor? A little ham? I'll eat that. I'll eat that shit. I'll eat it, dude. Give it to me. That shit's tasty. I didn't eat lunch today. I'll fucking have some. Um, anyway, it's a beautiful foggy day in San Francisco. Uh, we got a lot of smart people out here. It's kind of the whole thing in the Bay Area. And sometimes I think I'm, I'm a smart guy, but, you know, I, it's, it's easy to think you're a fucking genius when you got, you know, the entire sum of all human knowledge sitting next to your ball sack all day. It's not exactly something that, you know, makes you inherently intelligent that was not how i delivered that but anyways i can't function without it my, my my phone not my my ball sack that'd be a separate problem but i can't you know i can't get anywhere i can't reach out to my friends can't talk to my friends i can't watch porn and line at the dmv I'm, I'm useless without my phone and uh but uh you know i i have friends like come on man you're 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 a smart guy you know some stuff and i'm like man i don't know shit google knows shit I don't even know the name you just told me five minutes ago. Google probably knew your name before your parents fucking knew your name when you were born. 
uh, or if a girl's like, oh, you're, you're so good in bed. I was like, no, YouTube's wrong with the 15 minute video on where to find the G spot. I'm just an idiot with two hands and a dick. That's the only advantage I got over Google is two hands and a dick. Cause you know, when, when the robots fucking get two hands and a dick, it's, it's fucking over for us. There's no more worrying about, you know, your girlfriend fucking to do with a big dick. It's going to be worrying about fuck man. My girl's fucking a 10 foot tall iPhone with two eight inch dicks and six different vibrator settings that also turns into a Tesla after he's on fucking her. That's the, that's the prime we're going to run into. But, uh, anyways, uh, while we're talking about fucking technology bullshit, I was talking to, uh, uh, a European buddy of mine and he, he was shitting on the Bay area for, uh, doing self-driving, doing self-driving cars. He's like, why don't you guys just build good public transport? And I was like, can you jerk off on the subway? I mean, you can in San Francisco, but Basically, I mean, when self-driving cars are a thing, it's just going to be self-driving cum rags driving around town. I mean, you'll be able to beat your dick on a 30-minute commute anytime. It's going to be fucking, I mean, you can while you're driving. It's just not as safe, but it'll be fucking great. Longer commutes, the more shit you can watch. It'll be fucking, fucking great. Um, anyways, uh, that's, that's, that's the shit that I wrote down. It's pretty gas. Um, that's <laughs> it's pretty gas, but uh, uh, what else do we got? Um... Let me see. Let's just change topics. Um, <laughs> um, you know, uh, thinking about parenting the other day, I'm not planning on having kids, but I was thinking about how my parents were, 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 were not big on moderation one way or the other. It was like no sugar, no TV, no nothing. Now I'm a fucking TV addict. I can't stop eating fucking cookies and candy and shit. And I was talking to my buddy about this, and um, what I was wondering was, you know, do you think that, you know, he's like, moderation is everything. You got, you got to have moderation. So I was wondering if parents who didn't give their kids enough, fuck. I was wondering if parents whose kids are crack addicts are worried they didn't give their kids enough crack growing up, and that's why they're fucked up. So, uh, yeah. Um, what else do I got? Um, when it comes to being a, oh, when it comes to being a, a, a consumer, whenever I find like a, uh, a restaurant that I like or a coffee place that I like. I always stick to exactly one thing. And uh, Sweet Green's one of those spots. I've only ever gotten the Harvest Bowl there. Um, just dank ass salad. But uh, the closest closest I've ever gotten to not getting that, my friend Alexa was trying to get me to get the, the Shroomami Bowl. And uh, I've heard it's good. Uh, I, I've not gotten it. The, the, the closest I got to getting it was I, uh, uh, I had a dream that night that I went to Sweet Green and I uh, asked for the Shroomami and the guy just handed me a bag of shrooms and told me to go into the woods and find myself. And, and uh, that's as close as I got. So that's what's up. Anyways, that's all I got. Thanks for hearing me bomb. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> Keep it going for Felipe Campos. Dank ass salad. Love it. All right. Coming up next to the stage, Deep Tanshu Ja. You here? I probably mispronounced the hell out of that. No? Going once, going twice? All right. Uh, what? Deep Tonshu? No one? All right. Coming up for Realsy then is Adam Close. Are you here? All righty then. And Denise isn't here either, right? All right. It's Kelly. Yeah, uh, Kelly's next and then we'll go Kyle. All right. Coming up to the stage for Reelsy Reelsy this time, Kelly Evans. All right, everybody. I'm from Texas. Anybody else unvaccinated? Fuck yeah, this guy. 
Who's got COVID? We all do now. We all do. I have it. So anyway, uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's a hoax. It's not real. Um, I <laughs> thank you. One guy from Texas. <laughs> That's great. Uh, you're from the South. Yeah. Are you just wooing? All right, cool. You get it. So the rest of you probably don't realize this, but Southerners, uh, we have weird names for our grandparents. And, uh, so I was, I was like over, I was listening to my friend's phone call with his grandma and he was like, all right, Mima, I'll talk to you later. And I was like, Mima, what a dumb name for your grandma. If I ever gave the nickname Mima to my gam gam, <laughs> she'd be pissed. She'd be like, wait till your P-pop hears about this. Yeah, she'd be fucking furious. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I filmed my own porn. Not recently. This is a while ago. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, he's seen it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thank you. Actually, a lot of people seen it because it got uploaded to Pornhub. So, yeah, that was fucked up, but not as bad as getting zero likes. That was, yeah, which I didn't know was going to be the worst part. And it wasn't because the comment section was pretty much, that's the part that really hurt my feelings. I was like, uh, let's see. Uh, I didn't know they had autism as a category was one. <laughs> that was pretty fucked up. Uh uh, what was the other one? Uh, he looks like a werewolf mid-transformation. Uh, Chewbacca, if he was less attractive. And and the worst one I thought was, uh, is she okay? Like, all right, that sucks. So, yeah, so there's really only one thing I could do. Upload another video. I put another video on there, and uh, I am now banned from Pornhub. So, pretty tight. Um, what else? I, uh... Uh, oh yeah, I bombed a set recently, and then I got off stage, and somebody was like, "Hey man, hey, you gave it your best, man. A for effort." And I was like, "That's nice." Also, totally incorrect. <laughs> that's just not. That doesn't help at all. It doesn't. Nothing works that way. There is no. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, you should you at least try. Like, that's noble. But almost nothing works that way. Like surgery, that doesn't work. You can't just give it your best shot at surgery. There's no. A for effort there. There's only an F for felony manslaughter. That is, they will fucking arrest you. It doesn't even work that way on tests. Not an actual test. You can't get it. A, if you just like do your best on a test, but fail every question, uh, they will give you an F. They will give you an F and a broom because now you work as a janitor there. So get to work, you piece of shit. Uh, yeah. Ask the cops because uh, uh, my sobriety test, I tried and uh, they gave me a D for DUI. So. All right, that was a poor way to finish it. Fuck it. Um, let's see. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I'm kind of like in a weird situation right now with my roommates. Uh, There's like a bit of tension because I I saw one of my roommates naked. Yeah, I was like, thank you. Um, my advice: never live with your gam gam. You know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, I'll finish on this. I. Uh, I had had to spend some time in like a small town in Texas recently, like over the holidays. And I my phone didn't work, so I was like looking for a book. And I went into a pharmacy and I asked the pharmacist, like, "Hey, uh, do you know where I could buy a book around here?" And he's like, "What you want a book for? <laughs> what um, to throw at pregnant teens? I don't know what answer." would satisfy his qualifications for a book. And he was like, only book I need is the Bible. And I was like, is that like Harry Potter or? 
All right, we'll go with the fantasy line next time. Thanks a lot, guys. You've been great. Kelly Evans, everybody. I give you a check plus plus for that. All right. Coming up next to the stage, Kyle Morrissey. Woo! Thank you. Kelly, I didn't know you fucked an autistic kid. <laughs> I thought I thought that was gonna get Devontre so hard. Um. Well, I know how the rest of the set's gonna go. The the, the my all my expectations for this just went out the window like immediately. I I've been thinking about how uh, um, like show business is hard, but I feel like modeling's got to be like really hard because the window of time to capitalize on a modeling career is so narrow. And so early, you gotta get it so early. Like that means there are people out there whose jobs are literally tell parents, like, listen, your kid is sexy. <laughs> like, like I, I'm a professional. I, I'm, I'm not gonna do a set if it's this quiet. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. This is so weird right now. This is very hard to do. You, are you gonna honk me? Yeah. <laughs> there are gonna be no honks. Um, I I feel like it's really hard to be confident around people who already know you're full of shit, like and insecure. I don't know how to start being confident around people who have seen me at my worst because they they would just you wouldn't be able to get anywhere. Like, hey, how you doing today, man? Dude, I'm doing fucking great. No, you're not. All right, all right. Who was that? That laugh felt offensive. Was that you? Oh God, that was the I've never hated the laugh more than the one that I just got right now, dude. I'm gonna fucking kill you in Hell Let Loose. I, we play the same video game. Actually, I have a joke about that video game. I I like history. I've been uh, playing this World War II game, and I don't know if you remember World War II, but there are only two sides, and sometimes the computer doesn't put you on the American team. Um, so about half the time I'm, I'm a Nazi, um, and it makes me feel bad because I'm playing with random dudes in Xbox. So the odds that I'm playing with Nazis in real life, it's not, it's not zero. It's not, I'm, I always feel relief whenever one of the Nazis runs up to me and I just hear his microphone go, Hey, yo, shoot this fool essay. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> he's a Latin American Nazi. Actually, no, if he's Argentinian, that might he might still be a Nazi. Nope, I'm not out of the woods on that one. Um, thanks. Thank you. I'm not gay. Okay. Uh, but my my desire to kiss a dude has always been in the same category as... What would happen if I just slapped this hiring manager mid-job interview? It's always been that. It's like it's it's like when you're standing on the edge of a building and you're like, I could jump, you know. I think the French have a word for that. It's called lapel du vide. Um, how smart did I just sound right there? Good. All right. Cool. This is one of the sets that makes you want to quit. 
It really it comes out of nowhere. Cause like normally you can bomb and you're like, yeah, it's a bomb. But sometimes you're just like, dude, I better pack it up. I better go home after this. Like, I can seriously think about things. Um, I I I feel like pornography is uh, addictive and unhealthy. So I've just been treating it like I treat alcohol or cigarettes. I just try to do it socially. I just try to watch it with my friends, you know, like moderate it. Hey, one more gangbang. No, I got to drive. <laughs> the old lady can tell when I've been watching gangbangs. Why can't you get hard? Um, hammered. <laughs> I fucking hate Please don't quit. <laughs> All right, coming up next to the stage, Jay Stewart. Thank you. Thank you. Give it up for the gay Nazi Kyle Morrissey. Yeah. Um, I was hoping to ask him if he's Jewish. Is he Jewish? Does anyone know? No. That would be like a triple threat there, you know. Um, I don't know. You could you could check all the boxes there. Um, it was really nice out today. It was really beautiful. I went to the park out. Everybody, their mother was out, their brother, and their daddy was out as well. Um, I still can't get that punch on that one. Oh well. Um, you guys ever think about like I love uh people watching, and uh, you guys ever think like if people watching is television then watching crackheads is like watching reality TV or something like that. It's kind of just like, um, I don't know, you eat it up. I eat it up. Like, it's it's junk food a little bit for me. I'm, like, just so curious, like, what's going to happen next. Um, I'd want to, like, bring a girl on a date and be like, oh, no, no, I just have this on in the background. I, don't, I barely pay attention to it. Um... um there, there was this uh, this town in France. They got in trouble for uh, these women got in trouble for wearing burkinis, which are burka bikinis, burkinis. Um, yeah, apparently it's uh, Islamic propaganda. But uh, also, these people have never met the goths from my hometown. <laughs> I don't know. They, I saw them at the public pools. Nobody, nobody was saying, "Oh, Islamic propaganda." No, they just. I don't know, trying to show their personality, right? I, I'm okay with that. You can be Muslim and show your personality. I don't know. You get up in arms, oh, I'm going to show my my religion. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I, uh, I went to a gay bar to write, and there was this trans bartender. I thought she was actually pretty cute. Uh, I was going to say something to her. Then she made my drink, and I was just like, you know what? Maybe I won't tell her about my body dysmorphia. <laughs> it was terrible. The drink was terrible. Um, I, uh, a, a uh, man, a woman, and a non-binary person all get to the threshold of the same door at the same time. Who goes first? Any guesses? 
I would hope, yeah, right? I hope she lets them go through first. So either she could let she could let both of them go through first. I don't know. I, I appreciate you saying something there, but usually I've never actually gotten a response there. Most people don't even know what to say. Would you would you would if would you let a non binary person go in front of you? Yeah. Would you let would you be like, Oh, I'll go first too? No. I don't know. Just curious. I mean, sometimes, like, I mean, if, if I was in New York and I was on the train trying to get to the, like, where I'm trying to get to, the only people I would really, like, heal back for is, like, pregnant w women and single moms. And maybe if you're, like, 70. But other than that, I mean, it's just so equality there, right? I don't know. That's, uh, I'm not, I'm not, like, gonna have, like, special, if it's, like, uh, I'm going off the rails here. Do I, let, let's see if I have one more joke here. Um, um, I thought I did. Uh, my friend sent out save the dates. Um, but I think they should be called like save our dates. Otherwise, you're just giving all your friends STDs. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's my time. Thank you very much. Give it up your host. Keep it going for Jay Stewart. You are not ready for his edgy they them humor. Our. <laughs> All right, we've got four more comics left, so keep it going for Ernest Evangelista. Not here? Awesome. Even better than he's been laughing all night. Give it up for Devontre Coleman. What's up with y'all? I got a notebook. That's the wrong page. I uh, I think the media's been lying to us about prison. One of the homies recently got out, and he posted a picture, and it said, "Take me back." And like, I think it may be cooler than the media's letting up, cause like. Anytime a nigga go to prison, he come out with new skills. My homie went in useless as hell. Now he know how to braid hair and do taxes. I'm thinking about going, because I feel like it'll help me change and be a better person. Like, I think one of the main things prison will help me with is being way less approachable. I recently found out I'm too approachable because a nigga tried to dap me up in the bathroom. I don't know if you've ever been in a public bathroom, but it's not the best place to make new friends. It may have just been the colors I was wearing, but something's got to change. I uh, also think going to prison will help me lose some weight. I feel like I need to lose weight, but it's like not for health reasons, it's for vanity. I like big women. And when you're skinny and you have sex with big women, it's like... You helping her out, she's accomplishing something. Now when I go on dates with big women, it's just two big people on a date. It looked like we both settled. Who said, oh. I, uh, I recently saw a mouse in the hall of my apartment and I, I'm terrified of mice. Somebody was like, why don't you just get a cat? Any of y'all cat people? You cat person? 
I hate cats. I hate cats because my ex was a huge cat person and my personality is basically to spite her. I uh she was a super cat person, like she didn't even like doggy style. And like I couldn't talk her into it. Cause I don't actually know what to say during sex. I usually just sing along to whatever song is on. Oh yeah, but I didn't get a cat, I just moved. And I hired movers and I was hype about hiring these movers because it's as close as I'm gonna get to owning slaves. But like when I first got to San Francisco, people were like, yo, be careful, San Francisco, they're too inclusive. It's so liberal. And that's like just what white people say. But they might be right. There's such thing as too much inclusion. I hired these movers, and one of the movers they sent was an Asian lady with one arm. That's like too much inclusion. Like, I'm paying $150 an hour for this. The other mover was a black dude. And my slavery shit just, I felt bad because I was like, I don't want this nigga to think I'm lazy. So I paid 150 an hour to help people move my, to help other people move my furniture. I, uh, I got one more. Um, I'm real paranoid though. I used to live in a dangerous neighborhood, so I got security cameras. They like sending me a notification anytime there's movement on them but I point them at my bed because I'm most paranoid that I'm going to get abducted. That didn't work. Goodbye. Vontre Coleman, everyone. All right, we've got two more comics left. If you're someone who came late, just come by and let me know so I know who's actually here. But coming up to the stage right now, very, very funny, Hunter Uniac. job how are we doing guys Woo. fuck yeah fuck yeah i'm really tired i just came back from seattle and um on the, oh, i was on a plane on the plane like you know i'm sitting down waiting for the plane to go off and the pilot goes um so ladies and gentlemen uh we're having mechanical difficulties the mechanic's gonna go fix it right now that freaks me the fuck out you know what i mean like i'm on the plane and they want to fix it now that'd be like if like you know i'm fucking a girl she's like hold up let me have an std test Either way, I, I want my money back for the flight. I'm sorry, for the flight. And for the prostitute. <laughs> okay. Um, weird, though, guys. Um, I, I like my woman. Like, I like my eggs. Runny. I like my woman like I like my eggs. Brown and organic. That one's not a joke. That one's just funny. I like my woman like I like my eggs. What's the first one? You see how fu fucks up a joke? when you forget the first part of the joke, and now you're just here watching this guy who looks like your college professor that you flunked just eyeing you like it's another math test? Fuck you, Mr. Simon. <laughs> What's your name, sir? Aaron. Fuck you, Mr. Aaron. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Did you fail math? Did you go to college and fail math? No. Nah? <laughs> uh, this is a weird Monday. Um, yeah, I forgot the whole fucking joke. Great. Um, you were talking about like how you don't want to, it's a horrible place to meet, you know, friends in a bathroom. I do a lot of cocaine. So like, that's a perfect place to meet friends in a bathroom. You know what I mean? Like fucking that's how I met my wife. I'm not married. I just do a lot of cocaine. And I think I'm married. All right. 
we're off the rails here. Well, not yet. You know, I I don't have any cocaine on me. This is weird. Um, let's do this. Well, I, I I'm a very punctual person. Like, uh, it pisses me off like a friend's late. You know, like one time I was texting this Tinder date and she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be late," and it, by two months, and I broke up with her. Crazy. Like, people people always say like you know being late. People always say being never late than never is the best when it comes to education. No, it's not. All right, you're fucking 45 years old, Karen. You spent like your kid's entire high school years, the most formative years of her life, getting a degree from DeVry during, for, educa- for communications. And guess what? You haven't talked to your fucking kids in four years. All right. This joke's hilarious. Fuck you. <laughs> We're having fun. It's weird, though. Like, Im- imagine if a superhero. Imagine if a superhero was like, well, better late than never. No, fuck you, Flash. He's dead. Okay. This is weird. Um, let's do this one. Let's go back to I like I like my eggs like I like my woman. The whites separated from the yellows. Okay, that's stink eye. I deserve that, but I'm half Asian, half white. I can say that. All right. I like my I, I like my eggs like I like my woman. Cage free. All right, all right. All the men are going no, and there's one woman in the back going. So. I'm sticking with the joke, people. I don't care for fucking bombs. All right, guys. This has been a set. That's my time, Hunter Uniac. Keep it going for Hunter Uniac. All right. Uh, so these came. Who else came? What's your name? Oh, shit. Uh, all right. So this going to be up next. Then uh, Ernest and Denise. Cool. Huh? What's up? Yeah, you want to sign up? Um, Alright, coming up to the stage, one only Jason King. Give it up for yourselves. We're doing the work. It's last. Oh, look. Yes, come back inside. Come make fun of me, Devon Trace. Take a seat. No, you're good. That's good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with you. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. All right, cool. I just, uh, let's see. I just I just came back from New York. Uh, yeah, I was visiting for a bit. It was cool. I saw an amputee and a dancer on the subway fighting for money. It was dope. <laughs> the amputee was like, <laughs> amputee was like, I'm a veteran. Please help me. The dancer was like, but look at these moves. <laughs> All right, cool. I um, what I want to talk about. Um, have you guys seen the um, the the, the th- recently? There's like a the biggest female TikTok, the biggest female drug lord in the world now wants to become an influencer. Have you seen this? Yeah, it, uh, that just shows you how lucrative it is to have tits online. <laughs> She's sitting on a mountain of cocaine money, and she's like, I'm missing out. <laughs> I feel like it doesn't bode well for her, like, imposing figure, you know? Like, she's calling on the phone. Like, you like you get a call from her, and you're like, she's threatening to kill your family. Then you look on your phone, she's doing the Applebee's dance. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> I got to pick a dance that everyone knows. Damn it. All right, cool. I, um... Let's see. Do you guys, here's a dumb idea I thought of recently. Do you guys think that fish, they get reeled in 
and then sent back into the ocean also have trouble convincing all their counterparts <laughs> that there are other creatures out there. <laughs> and, right? You know, like they get back into the water, like, I was abducted, I'm telling you. <laughs> like, they have limbs, they travel around on unidentified floating objects. <laughs> And the other fish, are, other fish are just like, you're just schizophrenic. <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, let's see. Uh, you guys know what TSA PreCheck is? Like you fill in an application, they determine that you're low risk, and then, uh, and then you can like get through security easier. I don't think that's safe, right? Because like no one, no one starts off high risk, right? Like you, you get radicalized. Right, like, 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 you don't. No one asks like a like a fourth grader, like, "Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up?" And they're like, "An explosion," you know. <laughs> that's not where they like you. You get like, no one comes out the womb like, "Oh la 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 la." That's not the. <laughs> not the first thing you say, you know. Yeah, like, like, like you, like you get radicalized. Like you come to America because you're an immigrant. And you make less than minimum wage. Then you have to have a baby. They force you to have a baby. And then instead of spending all the money on the baby, they spend all the money bombing the country where you came from. And then you're like, death to America, right? That's, that's how you become radicalized. Sorry, I hope I didn't radicalize anybody. Oh, shit. All right, cool. We won't do that punchline. Um, have you guys seen how offensive the uh, official Paralympics TikTok is? I don't know if you've seen it, but this shit is, it's, it's actually ridiculous. This is the official Paralympics. So basically, it's just a bunch of, like, people with, like, a bunch of disabled Olympians failing. And then they pair that with, like, insultingly comical music. <laughs> right? So you'll see, like, a, it'll, you'll see, like, a midget doing shot put. And then it maybe, like, travels, like, three feet. And then the music is like, wah, wah. <laughs> you know? Fuck. All right. I thought that was hilarious. Fine. That's whatever. Um, I guess we can't make fun of disabled people. I um, I I recently lost my voice, um, for four days, uh, like right after I did a joke about mute people. It was pretty shitty. Um, but I think I I think I actually lost it because I was. I told the joke in reverse. Fuck. All right, whatever. It's whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> this last joke is not going to make sense given the context. You know, that's it. I'm piecing out. Thank you very much, guys. Peace out. Keep it going for Jason King. All right. A couple more people showed up, we're, so we're going to keep it going. Keep it going for Denise Lee. think there would be people here today so <laughs> okay let's see um. all right are you good <laughs> shut up Devondre <laughs> god damn that is blatant pandering <laughs> um okay uh let's see uh I've been trying to be a better person I just read this book on how the most successful people wake up early and tell themselves positive affirmations. So every every successful person does this. So I've been getting up early at six every day and I just tell myself, I do not need to be successful. 
no book can tell me otherwise. Then I go back to sleep. Now what? Like maybe I am perfect being average, you know? I feel great because I got eight hours of sleep. Uh, I will say like my, my immigrant parents aren't like very impressed by me, but they're not disappointed either. Just kind of in the middle, average. They're like, she's there. Uh, let's see. I, I recently saw an acquaintance at this party. She was drunk. And I've always had like a feeling that she thought I was kind of annoying because she told me you're kind of annoying. And and I asked why, and she was really drunk, right? So she was like, well, you know, you're just like kind of fake and you're like overly nice to everyone. And it's just like all this act to get people to like you. And I was like, oh, your breath smells terrible. And then I was like, okay, that's me being genuine. Okay, let's see. Uh, I, I went to I went to a show last week by myself, and there was this really drunk lady in line behind me, and she saw me, and she just assumed I was by myself because I was, and she was like, <laughs> and she was like, uh, what did she say? Uh, she was like, oh, you know, like us single girls have to stick together, and I was like, we're not the same. <laughs> I was like, I'm not drinking out of a flask at, you know, on a Wednesday night. And she was like, yeah, like, uh, men are just out there to get us. Like, men exist to make us suffer. And I was like, all men? Like, that seems excessive. Like, maybe if you said, like, certain southern state legislatures, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. I bet they'd like to, you know, see me suffer. Uh, okay, well, you know what? This was not fantastic, but it wasn't horrible either. So I think that's it. Okay, bye. <laughs> Woo! Not fantastic, not horrible. Give it up for Denise Lee. All right. Once again, we have two more people. So coming up next, give it up for Ernest Evangelista. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Cool, don't touch my taco, dog. I'm talking to you, dog. Stop. Okay, how you guys doing? I'm good. I ate a taco. I meant pussy. I mean, um, okay, uh, you guys hear about the attack in the subway? Sandwich restaurant? Like where, uh, the customer, uh, shot the subway worker? Who was making a sandwich? And you know how I knew he was black? Cause he shot him because there's too much mayonnaise on the sandwich. Black people don't like mayonnaise. Right? You don't like mayonnaise? I mean, okay, it might be racist, but I got a taco right now with mayonnaise on it. Disgust you want it? You want it? No, it's in pre. I, I pre. Right. Okay. Cool. I'm not racist. Sometimes I don't know. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Cool. Did you guys have a good weekend thingy? No. I don't know. You guys? Did you guys caught monkeypox? Are you sure? I want to catch it. Cause. 
It makes it like have you seen the pictures? It makes your your skin look like like Killmonger and shit. You know, ladies like that thing. Like like a bumpy dick. You know, not not a bumpy dick. Like not I don't know. I'm just saying if my dick looked like a like a pe like the like a dildo that had like a bunch of like like grooves on it, I think it might help my love life. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Um, but yeah, how you guys? Uh, I should, should I do a joke or something? Okay. You guys, you guys think I look like a bitch right now, right? You guys think I look like Pocahontas if she identified as a male? Okay, but you know why? Because I'm a beautiful Native American warrior, guys. Also, comedians have been under attack. Also, because, uh, you know, like, Chris Rock and, like, uh, Dave Chappelle. Also, I'm a pretty bitch with long hair. So, guess what? I'm ready for you alopecia bitches. Come at me right now. Come fight me. Okay. Okay, you guys want me to do a joke? What's the worst part of a threesome? Sharing the condom. Okay. What's the... I'm going to do it again, okay? What's the worst part of a threesome? Sharing my girlfriend. Yay. Okay. She doesn't like it. I like it because I'm a cuck. Hey, but what's the best part of a threesome? Getting pegged by my girlfriend. Okay. You guys have a good night. Keep it going for Ernest Evangelista. All right, we've got one more comedian tonight. So give it up for your headliner, I guess, Trill. I don't know if there's a last name. What's up? I was trying to think of a good name. I was going with Mima, but I decided to stick with Trill. No, but um, yeah, I know the guy asked earlier, like, is anybody from the South? I actually am from the South, from Louisiana. And when you came in, I had you pegged all wrong. I was like, man, this is a privileged white guy. Cause all, only because he walked in and he's like, yo, is the dog cool? I'm like, it's like 30 other victims in here. Like, he, she wants you? Like, you know, but then I was like, oh, he's from the South. We don't do dogs. And, you know, it's funny that we don't do dogs down there because since I came to San Francisco, like before I got out here, I never even petted a dog. And now I'm like, I'm starting to break into trying to be more progressive, you know? So it's like, yeah, you can walk by me. I'll pet you, you know? And it's crazy because one of my biggest pet peeves is, especially now that I'm getting older and because I'm really good with math, right? Is when you, when you ask like people who have newborn babies and you're like, how old is your baby? She's like, it's 17 months. I'm like, what, I can't do the conversion. It's like, is it dog years? Like, how can I, how do I break this down? Like, do I multiply times seven? I'm confused. And you know, like also since moving out here, like I said, I've been trying to get with the move, right? I'm recycling, I'm composting. I even had a um, job working for San Francisco's Department of the Environment. And I thought I had a career that my mom could finally be, you know, proud of, right? But I go back home to Louisiana, and I swear, G, it's like I'm an art thief or something. She tells all my cousins and my friends and shit, oh, you know you can't let Trey go in your house, right? He'll find something, you know? I'm over there talking to my little cousins at the barbecues. What are you over there talking to those kids about? Are you telling them to recycle? It's nonsense. Get out of here. I'm like, man, you know, it's really hard, you know? And since I've been out here, like I said, 
I was scared of pets, but now I've made a full 360. I was scared of dogs and shit. Now my dream is to date a dog mom. I'm telling you why, man. Yeah, it's hard out here, you know, if you, especially you're getting older, it's, it's the, the level of criticism, you know, that comes with dating, it's rough. The expectations, you know, and I believe in acceptations, not expectations, you know. Take me as I am. But the reason why I want a dog mom is I was sitting in my, um, you know, I was like working from home. I've been working from home since the pandemic. I was sitting in the back room and I'm smoking right on my break or whatever while the camera's off. And I'm like, man, I heard the neighbor upstairs, neighbor, she's outside the dog. Dog takes a poop. She's like, I'm such a good boy. Did you do your business? Oh my goodness, such a good boy. Picks up the shit, pets him, gives him a treat. I said, I gotta switch over, man. My next girlfriend's gotta be a dog mom. I need those low expectations. Like, yeah. All right, that's it, y'all. Thank you. All right. Thank you all so much for coming. What a time. I have so much respect for Pam. I don't know how she does this every time. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Make sure you Venmo Muni Radio if you went up tonight. Have a good night.
ass dicking.
Thank you.